It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno, live from Radio Row at Mandalay Bay. Radio Row, Cofield and Company, JBT, Steve Cofield, and Mike Palm from Circle Las Vegas sits in. They have you guys busy today, huh? Very busy. All right. Yeah, I did the same thing last year in Phoenix. So this, although walking back and forth to get the credentials took me longer than the flight to Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, security here is pretty pretty tight, which I like. It's all right. It's Vegas. Um, okay, let's, before we get into the game, big game, uh, let's talk about some of the cool things that you guys have added at Circle Las Vegas this week. Uh, you have a pep rally going on, right? Are both both sides welcome? Yes, both sides are welcome. We okay. se- separate. Yeah, yeah. Left side and right side, <laughs> Chiefs fans, 49ers fans, five to nine. On Thursday, huge pep rally at Stadium Swim. So at Stadium come, Swim? Yeah, at Stadium Swim. All right. So come on down either side. Uh, we want to fill it up on Thursday night. And then if you haven't figured out where you're going to watch the Super Bowl, we still have uh, availability at Stadium Swim as well. Stadium Swim and uh, downtown Las Vegas Event Center, which I heard just a couple of minutes ago, this thing is blown up so big, DLEC.com, the tables, 4 to 14, yep. all reserved. Yeah. it's uh, uh, There's still bleachers available to get in. Um, it's It's... We normally do between 5,500 and 6,000. I think we'll touch 7,000 uh, weather permitting this year out there. It is crazy. Like, people want to come here, obviously, to watch the game. But the attraction of being in the same city to watch the game and everything like that, it's there's people who want to see their teams, but they can't afford to get into the building. So they come out here just to experience what Vegas is like and watch the team. Yeah, I mean, 350,000 people are coming to town this weekend. There's 65,000 seats at Allegiant. So yep. you do the math. I mean, where are people going to be? Derek makes a good point. Vegas has been sold out for the Super Bowl for 40 years. As though as it creates this Monday through Thursday like we've never seen, right? Yep. It's Friday through Monday is always tremendous. But this Monday through Thursday, I mean, we, we've got – uh, this celebrity golf thing, we got a cocktail party for that. Um, is something going on every night? There's different parties at the pool, at Legacy Club, at, at, you know, so it's nonstop. I mean, it started from last Tuesday at 4 a.m. in the pool doing a hit for a San Francisco news station. So, with all the added bodies here outside of just the normal rush for the Super Bowl, one of the things that I've been excited to track is the handle overall uh, for Super Bowl Sunday. What do you expect in terms of the record? The 180 million, a lot of people expected to get shattered. What are your expectations? Well, I'd be shocked if Eric will bet on it. Now, I understand yeah. in 40 states you're now betting. Um, but, you know, I, w- I would think it would be 190 plus. We'll certainly set the record at Circa, I believe, uh, for the amount of handle that we'll do on the game. And, and the amount of attention it's gotten uh, to football before that are now a part of it and are learning about it because of their devotion to her. And I think they might affect markets a little bit here, actually, as we get closer to game time. I know Kelsey opened 20 to 1 for MVP. Now I think he's south of 10 to 1. Oh, it's on Travis Kelsey to win MVP than the rest of the field combined. I believe it. Like that was, yeah, like that's, no, that's Monday, Tuesday, yeah. but still, like that's absolutely insane. And you guys have, have easily accessible stuff. Like people might get intimidated by it, but like the squares, for example, yeah. pretty easy to kind of get in there and get involved with. You know, everybody's familiar with Super Bowl squares. Normally, whether you were at a house party or at a restaurant, you drew random numbers and that's what you were pulling for. Here you can pick if you want zero zero first quarter, you got it. Seven three seven four. What I'm excited about is the plans around town and I my head spinning because there's a lot going on. And I want to be a man about town and go to Circa and hang out with you. What are you doing? Well, I'll be there uh, late every night. I know uh, starting with this pep rally on Thursday, so I'll be there through through that. Friday we'll hang out. I know Derek's got people coming down to have drinks, a lot of people from here all weekend. Saturday I'll do the show with uh, with Ben in the afternoon, then I'll be hanging out probably uh, at the D so people have access to me. And then Super Bowl, I'll just hit every party, round and round and round. Yeah. Three concerts on Fremont this, this week as yeah. well. Um, Thursday night, Starship. Friday night, there's a country singer, and then uh, Offspring on Saturday. All the all the free concert series. Offspring on Saturday. Offspring well, Saturday. I was, I'm, go, I'm out and about on Saturday. Come on, come on down. Yeah. So, can we get into a little controversy that you guys were mentioning off the air about decorum and dress at 
oh. you know, nice places around town. Uh, in the old days, everyone wore a jacket, Mike. I don't think you have to wear a jacket. But maybe a collared shirt, your jeans should be. Now, we're talking about steakhouses, right? And in mm-hmm. particular, Andiamo and hats. I mean, you don't wear Are hat. you your anti-hat? I'm anti-hat in, in any restaurant, unless it's like out the beach. You're at the beach and you're eating something. Well, it's I a nice fitted, flat brim, clean. No, well, I mean, first of all, I want to stand up. I mean, <laughs> you have good hair. Very fine hair in certain parts. Very fine. I mean, mine, mine very is very fine. fine. I'm not, do, I, do I wear the hat to cover the bald spot? Eh, probably. Like our buddy, you can't see him right now, big fat guy. Greg, he, he's, I didn't realize he's horrendously bald. Yeah. That's why he wears hats all the time. So he probably goes to Andy Amon and wears a hat. You should walk in and just be like, get him out. Legacy, they're very strict. Oh, they're very, uh, very strict. The shoes, they're not. Now, generally, I think, because, and I think my job demands it, I dress generally like professional. So for the most part, I'm always kind of in and I can get in. No problem. I've been with people a lot of the times like, they're like kind of looking them up and down like, what are you guys doing? Like, come on. I, I don't wear hats to steakhouses. I think it should be fine. But we went the other day and one of my colleagues uh, was wearing a trucker hat in the steakhouse. Probably a no-no. Be a little classy. Yeah. I didn't really. Now, I fully admit I was like five or six in at that point. So I had no idea. Right? I, was kinda, I wasn't really paying attention to details. What were you drinking? Got there. The finest whiskey? Uh, no, actually, what I like to do. So my thing is, after I get off the, off the air over there at Circa, uh, I like to hit up the, the bar and I go uh, Modelo and shot of tequila. That's my thing. Right off the show. Yeah. Is that really that arduous? Yeah. What is going on uh, with this he, guy? He's on nine to one. Yeah. Hey, sometimes it, it's the, I love it. I like circuit. It's uh, as you, I'm sure, have heard. It's a vibe, yeah. and you just you get sure sucked up in you, you get sucked up in the vibe. Like the yeah. second you're done, I'm like, all right, let's do this thing. Also, that was like a free night, so you know, I was ready to go. Yeah, you got the fun pass. Yeah, I got the fun pass. I was ready it. to go. Very important. We're on uh, ESPN Reno right now. We got to mention Legends Bay. And they're going to have some festivities for the big game. Yeah, they have a big watch party there uh, in their event center ballroom where they do the concerts. So check it out. I know they got packed for all the 49ers games with all the people coming over from the Bay Area there. Squares, go on over and bet the squares, bet all the prop, full prop menu there. I think it was the busiest I saw it was uh, I saw some pictures from Green Bay against uh, the 49ers in the divisional round. It was packed there. I, I, people that are regular guests down in Las Vegas, one guy has a house up there. So he goes there and he sent me a bunch of videos. It looked great. So I had on over to Legend Bay, beautiful property, spanking clean. I went there a year after it opened. We made a trip back up there for do contest signs. Looks like the day it opened, very clean. Air is good. Stop by and uh, and go down and watch party if you have no place no place else to watch it uh, up there in northern Nevada. So before we came on, I asked you if you've done a lot of hits because there was a reason. Um, have you guys had to get kind of like basic and educational with a lot of the radio stations around the country now that they're here? Yeah, asking much, about sports much, much more so. Yeah. 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 Derek, because Derek does hits with news stations, right? Because he's the owner. Yeah. There's always a business angle to cover with him. And like he says, some of the questions are real uh, <laughs> inane yeah. that he I don't I really don't have to. I mean, Aaron does a good job of setting me up with people that all get it. Yeah. Right. And that one in a Peoria, he had me go on a radio station in Peoria two weeks ago. And like they were in commercial. And, like, the commercial was, like, three full minutes about Jesus, right? Jesus is your friend. And I'm thinking, oh, boy. This might, the, guy, the guy was very knowledgeable about sports. And so I played on, I played on Notre Dame in the seminary program. They loved it. But the guy knew what he was talking about. That's awesome. Very awesome. Um, so I mentioned uh, downtown Las Vegas Event Center, so DLVEC.com. You guys do have room at Stadium Swim. We do. So everyone out there, CircleLasVegas.com. Uh, I know that place can hold up to like five thousand. I think Derek was estimating maybe twenty five hundred. Uh, so there's still spots. And well, I mean, that, that, those screens. We were out there for a couple of live shows. I mean, I'm telling you, for an outdoor venue, those screens are unreal. 
14 million pixels, the screens really pop at night. At night, like the Thursday night, Monday night games, uh, it's just so crisp, the color. Um, still a couple of cabanas available if you got, you know, 10 to 12 people. And then we have the GA Pass. The GA Pass comes with a couple of free drinks, but they actually put on an awesome buffet for all the GA people on oh, really? Super Bowl. They do it all year because cabanas get their own food order, right, and their food and beverage menu. But awesome buffet for all the GA Passes. They start at 175, and then they have a pyrotechnic show every year, too. If somebody scores, you know, you'll get the red, gold, all the fireworks, halftime, and the end of the game. And real nachos. And real nachos. Yeah, real nachos. Oh, here we go with Nacho Gate. Don't take it out. I've, con- I've consumed uh, stadium swim nachos. I can I can attest they're incredible. Mike, thank you. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Nachos, and I've been snapped at to not mention the bodies of water at stadium swim is pools. Oh, what are they? They're not pools. Okay. the The overall theme is not a pool. Swim squares. I, I don't think I don't think I can say that consistently. Swim squares. Keep doing it. Swim squares. Okay. Damon, you want to do it? Swim squares? Oh, he did it slow. He got it. He got it. Mike Palm, by the way, with us. Want to shout out Legends Bay in Sparks in the Reno area since we're up uh, right now for the next hour. By the way, presented by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. 766-1400, the call from anywhere in the state of Nevada. Number, you got to dial 775 in the north, office in Reno, downtown Vegas, Vegas, and Henderson. Legends Bay has a bunch of big game parties, so book your spot now. And also download the Circa app to get into Circa Squares. I want to make a comment about the person I was talking to, but. Is it only, I think it's salespeople too. But I've noticed over the years, TV and radio people. Mm-hmm are so used to monopolizing the conversation that they're not very good listeners. Yeah. And I was having a conversation with someone, and like six times in a row I was asked a question, and I didn't get through a sentence before he moved on. (laughs) That happens. We have people in the station group who are like that. Yeah. I'm like, I don't don't really like talking. I I get paid to do this. I'm not trying to be a smartass, but I'm not a big talker, as you've noticed, right? Off the air? Oh, off the air. I, I keep to myself. On the air, you ask me questions, then interrupt me and don't let me answer. I know. I get it all out. Yeah. I'll ask you a question. I'll let you go. I think I was a little better today. You told me yesterday I wasn't letting you speak enough during the interview, so I backed off. Uh, no, I mean, you didn't let me talk to Al, but you guys were talking about some old man stuff. So yeah, I, was just we, like, yeah, I really yeah. got excited about Al Bernstein. Yeah. And I know we'll, we're going to – coming up, we're going to talk to Frank Caliendo. So My God. I, I appreciated your input there. I carried it. You, uh, we were talking about Madden, and you just you had that dead look in your eyes that you described earlier, and I was like, he doesn't. This John Madden impression, you you just didn't watch Madden on TV, so it doesn't mean anything to you. Correct. Oh, but I will say, um, I think I almost insulted Frank Caliendo. I don't know if you picked up on that. So I have a cl- I have a, I think I have a crutch, verbally. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So, like I say, <laughs> so he was doing some impression, and I said, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. And I don't mean, like, yeah. I didn't expect you to be anything. <laughs> I thought this was going to be garbage. It's I just, have really low expectations, right. man. It's just a crutch that I use sometimes where I'll say, that's actually, you know, whatever. So I said that once, and I think I said it the second time. And you just hear Kelly on the go, you don't even have to tell me it's actually funny. You can just say it's funny. I was like, I didn't, I didn't mean it. It's just, a, it's just a little verbal crutch I have. I'm sorry. Damon, you got a compliment from someone down here at Radio Row who listens to the show on a regular basis. 
and they said, you know, DeMond is actually pretty good on the air. Actually pretty good. Tell me who it was. I'm not, no, I just made it up. I mean, people tell me all the time how good you are, but when you say actually, like they're, that means they were like, oh, I expected so-and-so to suck at impressions. Like, he's been on TV for a long time, John. And shame on you for not being impressed by the Madden impression. No, I was. No, no, no. It's Yeah. So the, the, the disconnect I'm on was, like for me, Madden, my first exposure to John Madden was the video game. He, he was always the play-by-play announcer. So as the play-by-play announcer, it then grew from that to going on to like, this is going to be a reference that you don't get them on because you're young. Uh, like whoa, E-bomb. whoa, whoa. let's not do this. Well, no, it's ebombsworld.com and like going to all these old websites and watching like videos of Frank Caliendo on Mad TV doing the John Madden impression with the popcorn maker. And so then from there, like essentially, I learned who John Madden, the football coach, was last. And, and yeah. like that's how we were talking about it. it. I didn't go dead. It's just I can't relate to conversations about John Madden, the coach. Damon, you the same? No, not at all, actually. You're, you, uh, you, not that you have memories, but you're, you're well aware of what he did going all the way back with the Raiders historically as a coach in the 70s? Yes, uh, my time on Raider Nation Radio. But Frank Caliendo, his impression is good. He also did the voice for the color on the game called Blitz the League, and he basically just did the entire John Madden impression for the video game. Yeah, also, though, hold on. Like, yeah, you're on Raider Nation Radio, so of course you, like, you found out Madden, but your first exposure to John Madden. Was watching the games. What? Watching really? games as a kid. Right, yeah, 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 as the okay. play-by-play guy. Color voice. Or color voice. Right? Real quick, one time Ari said, I'm sorry I didn't grow up saying, I want to be a sportscaster. I did. It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno, live from Radio Row at Mandalay Bay. This hour is brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. 766-1400 is the number. you got to dial 775 in the North. Comedian and impressionist Frank Caliendo sat down with JVT. JVT is very tight with Caliendo, but with uh, JVT and myself. And, of course, we love the Madden impression. He's a massive, massive sports fan, and we're talking broadcasting. He does a great Tony Romo impression. And uh, this part of the conversation, we were talking about who could be the next John Madden. I think everybody wants to figure out how to be the next John Madden, but it's hard because you look like somebody trying to be the John Madden. I, you know, I, to the A broadcasts I all think are great. I think everybody doing broadcasts, Aikman and um, Buck, who I've known for years and years, they're kind of straight ahead and they're fantastic. It's just Joe is very dry and Troy is just the ultimate dude. <laughs> you know, you're just like, my goodness, this guy really is SoCal to <laughs> Dallas uh, transfer. You know, it's you're looking at him going, what the heck? So I think uh, – and now in this day and age, it's actually going backwards, right? Where it's going to the Manning casts and all the supplemental casts, and you're going, old people, which I consider myself part of it, and watching, going, geez, what happened? This just looks, this to me, watching, it's fun sometimes to tune into, but I don't think I could do it all the time. I, I, I don't hear a lot of those, uh, you know, a lot of the different casts anymore. You, they're always there, but I don't hear much, many people talking about, other than Peyton and Eli, people still do talk about that. I don't know as many people who watch it. Yeah. Well, I want to break in for one second. John was looking at you on the Summerall thing. So John's 32. I'm closer to your age. Can you do Summerall? How old are you? 53. Oh, you are close. 50. Yeah. He's accusing you right there. He's like, wait a minute. Are you sure? He's like, I'm looking at you. <laughs> He's like, you're 67. Uh, what do you mean you're close to my age? Um, but there, there's a generation now when you, if 
do you do Madden in stand up? Are they just like uh, who? I, yeah, I just do a little bit of it. They know from the video game, right? The video game, which, which he's not even in anymore. Yeah. Uh, they bought him out and uh, just in time. No, uh, yeah. no they, bought him, <laughs> they bought him out a while Dump ago. That. And uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't make it a big thing. To, it's funny though when people want to always talk about him. Like you realize he's been out of broadcasting for like 20 years. He's been he's passed away a couple of years. If something comes up where he's in the news or something like that, or it's a mad game, I feel like that's a good time to, to do it. Um, Super Bowl obviously a, a chance to to do that kind of stuff. But in every day, I do it in live shows just because people do want to see. It. But I do think there's a there's a whole bunch of people that not even like especially non-football fans yeah. no idea it used to be everybody knew who john madden was whether it was football or not well i'll say so for like my generation i guess when i was younger what we shared and watched a lot was the popcorn machine yeah like hey, that, folks, that john madden yep. for the quick pop popcorn <laughs> you know who's in that too <laughs> yep, yep. who's actually huge right now bobby lee bobby lee is yeah uh, it's simple friend you yep. just open up the butter packet yeah because that and that was funny because that's all they wanted me to do on mad tv i would try and do other sketches until i got the bush impression they didn't. They only wanted me to do John Madden. So it was like, r- write a, a John Madden sketch with somebody to justify being there. Yeah. And it was, it drove me nuts because like I want to do some different stuff. So I did more John Madden on Mad TV than I did when I was at Fox NFL Sunday doing the football show, which I'd only do Madden like twice a year there, and I do Madden on the the. On, uh, mad tv you know seven or eight times yep so it's the path that we went down so like i like for me it was it was mad in the video game i just thought it was called madden then you realize like oh he's a football guy and then you look up and like on e-bombs world your impression of him on mad tv would be there so like then it's like oh it's the popcorn machine guy and then you realize oh no he's actually a really good i actually actually would love to be referred to as the popcorn machine (laughs) guy i like that more more than like I used to promote the Madden. Like when I was starting out, I would I didn't care about pigeonholing. I hard pigeonholed myself, Madden guy, my, that Madden guy. I had those websites and everything just to get you know you pigeonhole yourself just to be known in some way. And I've spent a lot of time trying to get out of that. And I'm still working at it. So how do you? I would I guess I'll this. I'm sure you get this a lot. How do you decide when to go after a new impression? Like, what is the process? I like the that process? you see it as uh, a PI, a private investigator, uh, going after. Going after. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even do I, – I guess if they're in the news or something like yeah. that, if it's a sports person, because then it broadens it out. Um, you know, announcers are easy because they're always analyzing something, so you just take that and put it in everyday life. Yeah. Uh, those, are the, those are the simple formulas. Is In terms of – just actors. Uh, I, I just look for interesting voices, people in big, you know, it's just not the same. An Avengers movie is easy because you're going to have a Robert Downey Jr. burping through sentences. Yeah. Uh, or Ruffalo. I see this as an absolute win. I had no idea. I was, Marfo, Ruffalo actually posted something. If you can speak Spanish, I'll have you do a bunch of stuff for me. Yeah. So, so it's like, those are the ones that my kid, you know, if my kids like, I like it. I look at those as well. Uh, um, one of the biggest payoffs ever was, uh, you know, the Madden payoff was meeting. It was in Seattle. My daughter's 13th birthday. We went to an Ace Comic Con. And Josh Brolin had used me, actually. It was a Bush thing, too. Jo- he had used me as inspiration. He and Oliver Stone watched tapes of me doing Bush for him in the movie W. Oh, really? And, yeah. So I go to meet Josh Brolin. I have the same agency and stuff like that. And they're like, you can meet Josh right now. He's over here problem is he's with chris evans i'm like i'll deal with it so we go and i'm talking to brolin for a little bit and chris evans is just kind of watching us talk 
and my daughter's with me and it says you know she's 13 so uh brolin's talking about this and he's like this and that and all kinds of different things and uh he just looks at evans because he helped me with the role and evans goes what role i'm like thanos he's like wait a second, wait a second what what he goes wait a second who are you and i go frank caliendo goes oh my god he goes do some mad, do mad, do, do mad. He's like, and he's pointing at people. Listen to this guy do some mad. He's just poking me and pu- punching me. He's hitting me, and he's got the super soldier serum, so he's injuring me a little bit. I'm, I'm just a regular human. I don't have my uh, nanotech on. So he's just smacking me, and then uh, my daughter, we walk out of there, and he goes, this is the greatest day of my life. She, I go, why? She goes, my Captain America knows my dad. This is, you know, Chris Evans knows my dad. She cared about Josh Brolin too, but Chris Evans was super crazy cool. Then we get out there buying the pipe and drape kind of stuff, you know, like so it's segmented off so people can't get the big black drapes on that they call that pipe and drape for people who don't know and i'm just doing emotions for no reason and so they those little areas and chris said frank come over here and he's like we're talking for a little bit and juliet after that goes my daughter she goes this was even better i go why she goes he didn't have to talk to you that time he wanted to talk to you more because that was even better i'm like that's pretty cool that my 13 year old picked up on that that's uh that's pretty great so you know i guess i can still use the madness and in why not uh so it's, I don't get mad. You know, it's one of those things where people are like, you hate when people are like, I'm like, absolutely not. I, it's in doing it in, on TV, because when I do it on TV, people go, that's all you can do. Right. And it just gets annoying to see it. I don't even care if that's what they think or yeah. say. But to tell me and tag me in a post, that's the annoying thing. You're just going, why would someone go out of the way to, to tag you? Do you live yes, in yes. this I know, society? I know. You deal with it on a smaller level, right? Local media? Yeah, a little bit, we yeah. It's absurd. I mean, it's, it's just silly. And, you know, it's, it changes how everybody does. You know, that's the thing. It's changed. It makes me not, you know, go do certain things that I would probably take a chance on. And do. Like, look at Joe Coy doing the uh, yep. awards show. Yep. He's on, a like, great, a week's notice. He's a great comic. Yep. He's, he's great. Very funny. Super nice. Uh, just, a, just a talent. Tries to do something nearly impossible for a veteran to, that could even do of that type of thing. Has a hard time, which any of us would, anybody, anybody. Because, one, you're not in their club, right? You're kind of in their club. You're an entertainer. A lot of people didn't even know who he was. He sells out arenas. There are very few comics who can do that. Um, so he's a big name, and people are acting like he's a nobody. Like, that guy makes more in a night than a lot of people make in two years. Trust me. Frank Caliendo on Cofield & Company. Caliendo, let me get it right. I don't need to um, care anymore. <laughs> I don't even care. I don't even care anymore. Uh, his spot is brought to you by the Vegas Lawyers. Um, I want to close on this. One, you like Vegas because you're here a lot. Yeah. Do you like Vegas as an entertainer? Yeah, I do. I, I, it depends on the venue. Okay. I mean, it depends. If it, it's When I was at Monte Carlo years ago, the, 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 the theater was too big. I was here for a year and a half. It was just it was a magic theater. Uh, you know, Lance Burton, Lance right? Burton. Yeah. yeah, it was Lance Burton's theater, and it was built for him. They're trying to do comedy, and there was kind of weird. Uh, I did some at the Venetian and the Orleans and some different places. And it depends. The venue, I mean, it's it's just a different thing because somebody from Los Angeles can be sitting next to somebody from Alabama, yeah. you know, and they, they laugh at different times. They laugh at different speeds. I think comedy here is hard. It's, yeah. a weird, it's a weird audience. I know Carlin, towards the end of his career, started getting really frustrated just thinking there's a lot of morons here from outside well, of Vegas. Well, if you're a huge – I mean, if you're a massive name, I think it's fine yeah. because they're all coming to see you on one night. If you're trying to do a longer stint, it's harder because, one, there's people that speak lots of different languages. That's why there's magic, music, stuff here because anybody can go to a Cirque show and enjoy it. Anybody can go and listen to songs they know from a famous person and enjoy it. There he is, Frank Caliendo. And I kind of mixed together the singing impressionist like Terry Fader and the uh, 
I was going to say recently deceased. It's been a long time since uh, Danny Gans passed, but he was a megastar here, and then Rich Little's still doing it. Uh, we'll have the rest of that conversation up on uh, Twitter and probably my Facebook page. So it was about 20 minutes and a lot of good stuff that we talked about. A lot of good stuff. I like him. I've always liked him. You know who doesn't like him? Damon, do you get this one? Someone in the building does not like him. I'm om- I, Man, I don't want to misspeak because he'll uh, – He'll go on a freaking reign of terror. Okay, I'm pretty sure that Ari doesn't like him. Hey, don't take stri- don't take shots at Ari. Don't no strays. Rhino wouldn't like that. Can you text him during the break and and ask him about to say hey we had Caliendo on? Uh, do you well, like him? I I think I think Frank is really funny. His impressions are great. He does a really good Patrick Mahomes, and he's a mega sports fan. He's just a guy who gets it. And the funny thing is, I mentioned to him another impressionist who lives in the Phoenix area, John. Yeah. And he could not have been more complimentary of a guy named uh, John Holberg, who's yep. a, a DJ down there. You know who in the building doesn't – I think it's not that he doesn't like him. It's that the thing got so overplayed that he muted him on Twitter. Me. Well, maybe that was you back yeah. in the day. Maybe I'm confusing people who worked on the there show. There was like a heyday where it's just like every other tweet was. Well, now he's your pal. Yeah, now now you're going to come up for favors in Phoenix. Yep. I'll sit through all. Now the you're time. absolutely going to the final four. Yep. On our dime, just to go hang out with Frank. Oh, you're got. Oh, on your dime. Let's no, no. Go. I said. Well, you hear what oh, I said? Yeah, no, it's too late. It's too late. I said, I said on our dime. Yeah. Like I thought you meant like Lotus. No. no Natalie, no, no, you meant, heard it. No, I meant you and I combined. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's the way this is going to work. I'm only going to have dimes left. I forgot. You have a family. You can't be as irresponsible as I am going, go. on, the, uh, going on the road. Uh, coming back, we uh, want to get some news from uh, the Niners. And yesterday with uh, Lil Shanny, as I call him, he was in a really good mood at opening night. It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno, live from Radio Row at Mandalay Bay. Reminder, a great place to watch the scintillating seventh day of the week game. Is that copy, that trademark, whatever it's called? Yeah, yeah. Can I do that? Yeah. Because uh, I want to get the name right. Big Game Viewing Party is at Gillies, Treasure Island. There's still spots open. That is a fantastic venue that actually opens up to the Vegas Strip. Legendary spot. All you can eat, all you can drink. Get in. Cool event going on tomorrow as well. Uh, if you want to win tickets to see Zach Bryan with Leon Bridges tomorrow at Gillies, you can get in a drawing between 8 and 9 to win tickets to that event over uh, in the middle of the strip. It's the Bud Light Backyard Tour. Wow. A lot of stuff going on in town. That's I, My head's spinning. I don't know what I want to do. What are you going to do? I know for sure we're going to the Burt Kreischer Thompson Grow Show. Okay. We're deciding what we're going to do prior I kind of want to go, like, feet first in the fire. The group I'm with is a little hesitant to do so. So I'm trying to convince everybody to, like, come on, dude. Like, everybody's in our city. Let's go check it all out. Why are people so afraid of the strip this week? Come on down. I think the prices are probably one. So Mm -hmm. I can kind of understand that. Okay. Um, Outside of that, I don't know. We should embrace what our city has to offer. I I said it last week. I don't like that the NFL treats the players and the organizations like they're filled with children. Right. And – being out of Lake Las Vegas, I think, cheats the players. Not that they can't come down. They can get their own transportation down here. But I don't love that they're out there. And uh, I, I thought Kyle Shanahan was great yesterday at opening night. 
he was very relaxed. Uh, he was on NFL Network, and they started talking about the selection of Brock Purdy and how this thing's worked out. Well, it's, it's, it's funny to hear Jed say that because it wasn't the smartest moment I've ever had. I mean, when an owner comes in after training camp practices and it's like, hey, how's the quarterback? And he, what he means is the starter yeah. or the second, and you and irritation go, I don't know, but our third guy's the best. Like, that's not what he wants to hear. So that's why he remembers it very strong. But that was just more – Brock was so good right away with every rep he got. He was always the same. And he only got a couple of them. So it was easy for me to say because in his few reps, he was the best. I like that. Some uh, some full disclosure there. Good behind-the-scenes story. Yeah, you know, sometimes um – We've had a few. The truth comes out. We don't know that we. He could have just been relaxed. Uh, we don't want to be accusatory, <laughs> and we don't well, want to be judgmental. We don't want to be judgmental in this town. There's nothing wrong with it. Well, as he went along, he 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 pulled it together a little more. Fire this one. If you know that for a fact, I mean, then you do what you do right away. But he was the best, and but you ease that on, and every time he got a little more reps, it was the same as when he got two, and so when it was all said and done, and he got a lot of playing time, it was like, oh. This looks exactly like what I told you when I was irritated, and he only had three reps, and I said, no, he's the best, but that's what was so real about Brock. That's why after his seven games, his rookie year, even when he got hurt, we knew what we had because he'd been that way in practice every day, and it was the exact same way in the games. So the moral of the story here is what? Never give up. Uh, I think the moral of the story is when Jed York talks to coaches, he's oh. annoying. Oh, he's got to be a pain. Because Harbaugh yeah. did not like him and would publicly try to embarrass him. And was piling on again at the Chargers opening press conference, yeah. talking about how wonderful the Spanos family is. Yeah. Like, they don't have a great reputation. That was clearly a, a little dig on Jed York. I mean, he's clearly just always checking in. Like, hey, how's it going? Quarterbacks, are they, you know, how are they looking? Yeah, I just we, wonder what is too much. Like, Jerry Jones is too much. Right, but Jerry Jones is too much, but you know that if you snap at him, you'll probably get fired. Jed okay. York is too much, but he seems like he's kind of like, you know, meek. So you can just be like, Jed, he looks great. <laughs> get off my back. Right. Get off my back. I mean, but they did have, I mean, Jed York does have a right to ride him. Like, where is Trey Lance? Come on, we've made this big trade. What if he didn't want him? He's like, I didn't want him, Jed. Oh, I don't know about that part of the story, right. but that's true. You forced me to get him, Jed, wow. and he looks awful. So you know what? The third string guy's better, and yeah, now he's Endo, starting the Super Bowl. Good impressions on the air. That was the best impression. JVT as a little shanty. Nice job. It's Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports Betting with Sammy P. Sammy P. You want Tech Nine on? I was going to call him Mr. Nine. Yeah. yeah. Jared was trying to book him for you. Yeah. All right, there we go. I think we just booked him. More favorable Kansas City-related guests. Nick Lowry, the former kicker in the NFL, or Tech Nine? Tech Nine. Okay. Sammy P is with us. Nesson, Fox Sports. What's up, Sam? Who says you can't do it all? I hear you booking on the fly. <laughs> I don't book my own show, my friend. That's beneath oh, me. I time. just heard you book the show. Yes, you're right. You're right. I I got caught. I, I forgot we were on the air. You're right. 
You're right. It's also getting a little chaotic. People just start screaming at you. That's all right. Yeah. Well, we got a great spot. Dude. We got a great spot. Yeah, we do. So we're very happy out here, Sam. Uh, what's going Is on? Is there a white whale yet that you've seen that you need to get on the show? Yes. Never. Oh, really? I said never. I told you. I told you already. I already tried. I, like, we, we might get him. Oh. Chris Mad Dog Russo. Oh, that's right, Russo. Yeah, that's, my, yeah. that's my white whale, Sam. Um, I want one of these celebrity chefs on. So, I'm kind of chunky, and I like watching those well, food shows. Well, I haven't shows. seen any of them, so that's the problem. Uh, they're coming tomorrow and the day after. I want Buddy V. Dope. And maybe Michael Mina. And then uh, Fietti. Fietti's a dream, but I know a lot of people don't like Guy for some reason. I don't know. I do. I so like he's him. a dream, he's a nice but not a white whale. Got it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. Okay. So, do you have your props in? Were you active in terms of uh, shopping the odds on props? What do we got? So I've made five prop bets so far. Actually, six. I'll just I'll rip through them quickly. First touchdown is rushing plus one thirty. I'm big on Kyle Yuschek in this game. He's been very good against Kansas City, and they've used him exceptionally well um, in the three game sample size. Not a big sample size, but I want Yuschek to catch a pass or more, minus 150, and then over three and a half receiving yards. Um, the last three games against the Chiefs, 11 targets, and he's been in the 30-yard band every time. He's perfect against this defense. Uh, first quarter under, which I usually play nine and a half in Super Bowls. I did play Niners have more time of possession, minus 110. And then this is just for fun. This is a, uh, a long shot. 60-yard field goal, 40-1. to one. Okay. All right. Chicken dinner podcast. That's all you up. got. I give you six props, and you say K. John? Stan, well, those were the greatest props I've ever heard. <laughs> Although I will say we're going head-to-head on Kyle Juszczyk. I'm going under on the receptions. Why? Uh, well, I would um, first off, it's the price for me, especially if it's going to continue to get driven up. Like you said, it's minus 150. I saw some spots as high as one, minus 165 out here in Las Vegas. So if it continues to get driven up, I'll take a pretty solid plus price on a guy that's got 17 targets for the entire season. I understand that. If you were in a state that wasn't named Nevada, you could go the other way. It's as high as minus 210 in the market. So oh, wow. you could come yeah. back. I believe you can come back plus 185 under yep. uh, half a catch, which which I understand. I just I feel like I understand the math side of it, and I would never lay 160, 170 or higher. I thought 150 was sort of the break point for me. He is the perfect kind of guy because Kansas City secondary is very good, and they take away a lot of receiving threats. Meanwhile, you got Chris Jones and Karloffis up front who get to the quarterback. So if Purdy, who's pretty mobile, by the way, if he can just – Make a man miss. Yushak's going to chip or block and then just flare out. I mean, again, 11 targets in the last three games against Kansas City. Um, I, I hope you're wrong. I hope I'm right. But uh, I'm also laying minus 150. So if I do lose, I deserve it. Yeah. And like you said, it's more of like a number play. It's not like I feel strongly. I just feel like that pretty high. Speaking of number plays, Wait by a the second. Way, I was- Wait a second. John, I what? wanted to follow up on Sam. Let's – We've had multiple people talk to us about the first quarter under. Mm, mm, mm. So? So? For you. I just always love – I always love when they line the game at, a, at like a 45, 46, 47, and then right. when they come first quarter, what do they do? They open at 9.5. Not 10, 9.5. And, 
And I think the average person looks at that and says, well, seven, three, that's 10. That's over. And it's, it's like six and a half in a football game when they open the spread just under seven or they open at two and a half, just under three, it's built in respect for the underdog. And it's also built in respect for the first quarter under. We know about the pressure in these games. We also know Kansas City's offense is not as electric as it's been. And the Niners, I believe, are 31 out of 32 teams in terms of offensive pace. They don't, they don't rush. The Shanahan, by script, comes out with that six, seven-minute drive. And this Chiefs defense is very good, Steve, the best under Mahomes. So I feel like we're in for a 3 nothing, 3-3, Seven nothing first quarter, maybe, maybe two possessions, uh, but at the most you get three. Sam Paniatovich, Nesson and Fox Sports. I respect the fact that Sam is like, you are going to listen and follow up because that is a, a thing that happens on a lot of sports talk radio shows. Guests are brought in, and uh, I'm watching people here. The hosts are in La La Land. Huh? Exactly. Huh. Pay attention. <laughs> Seriously, pay attention. I saw you giving recommendations for a local pizza joint. Uh, do you think your Boston – Brethren, we'll take you up on your advice. I've got, I think, three different groups going into Naked City this week. Nice. Three. Okay. Uh, take the over two and a half. Yeah, I'm sending a crew from Boston there, a crew from Connecticut there. And then if my buddy swings into town from California, he's like, where do I get wings? I go, I know just the spot for you. So I am, um, I am not in the look or I'm not what? looking what? for royalties or kickbacks. Yeah. I just – I think those wings are, I mean, we've all been there. I think they're the best wings in Vegas. You and your friends are, I was going to say crazy, but we're all like this. Adam Chernoff with a write-up of the wings. This is almost erotic. Okay. The light char on those wings speckled amidst the glisten of the sauce. It's just beautiful. What a place to eat. I hope you pre-order several dozen. And then the picture you put with it, yes. That's all I'm going to say, Yes. Yeah, we rolled in there with about six guys last February. And I'm actually a little upset because this is the Super Bowl that everybody wants to go to. I have been hit up by almost everybody in the media. Hey, you in Vegas? And I've been in Vegas for the last five Super Bowls, ironically enough. But it just got it got to be too expensive, not for me, but for the whole crew. Because we'd roll out there eight, nine, ten people deep and get rooms. And you know, people were like, these flights are a thousand dollars round trip and i'm like i look i understand i get it so this is the first that i won't be at since 2018 makes me sad but i'll be back next year when all the uh, tourists go away what is you mentioned the 60 yard field goal prop what is the most off the wall prop that you'll bet you do anything entertainment wise nothing yet i'm hearing the last song by usher will be yeah uh, also hearing that Ludacris will definitely show up. Ooh. So those are just two things to think about. I haven't done anything with the anthem yet. Reba, it sounds like Reba's going to go pretty quickly. Her history the would tell us that. Is like, What's the number? Yeah, it's like a minute 25, right, JVT? Yeah, it's like something around there, and like that's about her average. Like Her average is like a, like a buck 19 or something. She cracked out one in like a minute and 11 seconds back in 1987. She's not the type of person either that's going to hold these long notes. I mean, there's not what much. Is that? Wait, wait, what is that type of person? Someone who can sing? Well, like the country singer. Chris Stapleton 
went way over oh yeah the year he sang it and then i mean my i tell the story all the time i remember i had way too much money on the anthem one year and i made the mistake <laughs> of betting the gospel singer jennifer hudson under oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, she, she held free for like 42 seconds and i was yeah. like no you know like you're, you're cooking you're, you're you're going well and then she she let the church out on the word free and then uh and then went and the home of the brave. <laughs> yeah, I think you got to look Thank at the you. rules on how what what the end of the song is, and if you can, if someone can quadruple or like go with whatever seven braves. The when bra- when, yeah. when does the song end? The double brave is always Gladys Knight killed people on that. Yeah. Um, rules, man. Can, can I go back to the the bone I have to pick with JVT? Oh, I didn't know there was a bone. Sure. I just I was gonna take a ride this morning to go bet Kawhi Leonard MVP. Yeah, and you ruined it. You ruined the market out here. And you well, you ruined the market this, everywhere. You see how low this thing's gotten in the last 12 what hours? What are you, the new Dr. Bob on NBA? What's going on? I don't think so. I, I mean, I think that I've been paying attention for a while. Say, I, for everybody out there, Sam, how high was it? How, how low is it now? So I didn't get involved last week. Late last week, it was 100 to 1 at a couple spots. And yeah. if you were lucky, you could have maybe got 110 to 1. I got 150. So, but that was, ah, that was months ago. Yeah. You got a great number, and I've been—I've just been waiting, like a, like a bird waiting to attack a squirrel. And I just—I haven't been because I don't want to do it on the app. I don't want it—I don't want it to be known that I bet it. I want to walk up, get a paper ticket, pop a kiosk. So I had decided, look, I'm going to do this on Tuesday morning because I don't have to be in the office until about noon. So last night, you go on your tangent about <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. And then Skip Bayless tweeted about it, and then somebody else tweeted about it. Whoa. And I looked – I woke up this morning. I'm not even kidding. The first thing I did this morning was pull up Kawhi Leonard on the prop shop. And I saw 60, 60, 50, 40, 25, 20. <laughs> wow. Now, in my defense, Steve, he's been on an unreal run since the beginning of December, right? 50-40-90 is an incredible series, a season, an incredible split. We're talking 60-50-90. He's been awesome for like 31 games. It's been insane, and they're going to be the one seed. So, I mean, they've been playing like this for a minute, but I am surprised, Sam. It did seem over the last like 12 hours. I think guys like Woj and Skip are really the ones that really drove that forward, but it is uh, pretty wild to see how quickly that has dropped over the last 12 hours. I was so mad because I was going to take a drive to DraftKings, which is in there's so in Massachusetts, we don't have a brick and mortar DraftKings or FanDuel. So if I want to get a paper ticket, I got to drive 45 minutes to DraftKings and then back 45 and FanDuel is in Connecticut. So that's an hour and a half down, an hour and a half back. Luckily, I was going to go to DraftKings and bet. I believe they had 80 to one last night and I woke up and they were at 50, 50. And I feel for whoever's going to try and bet this now, because Caesars is the book that's at 20. If you're listening in a non-Nevada state, please don't bet Kawhi Leonard at 20 to 1. There are 50s and 60s remaining in the market. I'll just say really quickly, I feel bad because, like, we always, we're always so close to this, right? So we're keeping track of everything. Somebody tweeted at me this morning and said something along the lines of, like, can't you? I can't believe it when books fall asleep like this. I got Kawhi Leonard at sixty to one this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know what to say. Good job, genius. I didn't know what they're saying. I didn't want to respond like he was a hundred like ten hours ago, man. I know Sam would respond because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he seemed nice. I mean, see, Sam responds to the mean people. He seemed nice, so I didn't know what to say. 
Sam, hell of a move by you. Hell of a move. <laughs> um, and also, I just wanted to throw this out here. I have a, a story coming out on Fox tomorrow about how wise guys are betting the game. And uh, if you're on the fence about the Niners, and I know a lot of you are, it's very important you understand the math on the San Francisco side because currently Niners minus two everywhere for the most part, two and a half at Superbook. But a two-point NFL favorite, should be minus 140, minus 145-ish on the money line. And there are books in Vegas you can lay minus 125. The price on the favorite money line is short because all the people that are betting Kansas City are mostly taking Kansas City money line. Swifties. And then the Niners people are mostly laying two minus 110. So there's a world where you can still get a valuable – San Francisco money line ticket at minus a quarter. That is a much better bet than laying San Francisco minus two flat at minus 110. Sam, you rule. We're up against it. Thank you so much.